you on planet Earth. But I'm still alive. No! 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 This can't be. Somebody get me out of here! You've just heard a depiction of terrible despair where there's no hope or rest. The frightening truth is, it's a horror-filled place reserved for those who choose to reject the way, the truth, and the life. Now, try to imagine what forever will feel like without Jesus. I thank God for you tuning in today for today's Words of Life message. And I never take your presence for granted because you could have been doing anything else. But God has led you to us to hear what he has to say through his words of life, the word. I want to be transparent today when it comes to remembering things. Nothing frustrates me more than to walk into a room and no sooner than I walk into it, I literally forget why I walk into that room. Well, that teaches me a lesson on the spiritual side because there are times when life throws us curveballs. We're stuck in circumstances or acute situations that might seem desperate, but we tend to forget all of the times that God has come through before. And so, let's go into this week's message and let's see what God has to say in his words of life about remembering the times. We thank you for joining our Words of Life broadcast every Saturday night from 8 to 8.30 p.m. where our mission is persuading the lost, perfecting each believer, and equipping all for service with practical application from God's Word. We now join Pastor Mark for this week's Words of Life. In today's opening text, I would like to read from the book of Mark, chapter 8, I want to begin at verse 14, and we're going to read the NIV version, and our reading is as follows. The disciples had forgotten to bring bread, except for one loaf they had with them in the boat. Be careful, Jesus warned them. Watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod. They, the disciples, discussed or reasoned and argued this with one another and saying, is it because we have no bread that he has said this? Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked them, Why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still not see or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes but fail to see? And ears but fail to hear? And don't you remember? When I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? Twelve, they replied. And when I broke the seven loaves for the 4,000, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? They answered, seven. Jesus said to them, do you still not understand? May the Lord add a blessing to the hearers, the readers, and the doers of 
His holy word. The title that I would like for us to consider this week is Remember the Times. Remember the Times. As we begin this week's message, I think to when I get older and I'm 44, I'll be 45 this year, but I'm learning that forgetting is a fact of life that all of us must deal with. One of the most disheartening disease processes that I get to witness on a daily basis is the resident that has dementia at any stage or in any form. Even as I relate this to myself, forgetting things is frustrating to purposefully walk into another part of the house with vigor and resolve only to walk out moments later with a frustrated look on my face muttering, now what did I even come in this room for? It's one thing to misplace or lose something, but it's quite another to forget. To remember is to recall. It is to make mention of. It is to be mindful of. In the Greek, remember means to do it enduringly. Enduringly indicates, in so many words, remembering is a continual, active process. It is to keep in mind. It is to retain information. It is to commit to memory or memorizing. Again, remembering in the Greek, enduringly. That's a continual, active process. Why is remembering such an important subject to Jesus in our opening text as he speaks with the disciples? Well, it's because they, as well as we, we can easily lose focus on the things that really matter if we will allow worry, if we allow doubt, if we allow the cares of this world to hinder what God would have us to be focused on. That is, Him as well as the times that He has provided whatever we might need in the past or any need that we might incur in the future. So in reviewing the text, the first bit of information that we're given in verse 14, the disciples had forgotten to bring bread except for the one loaf they had with them in the boat. In other words, they only bought enough to sustain and to feed themselves. And there's nothing wrong with this. But in verse 15, Jesus uses that to speak of a spiritual lesson that he's trying to teach the disciples, and he uses bread as a symbolic object instead of an actual, tangible thing. He says, be careful to the disciples. Watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod. Yeast, or leaven, is the fungus used in the process of infecting the dough to make the bread rise or swell up. Yeast penetrates bread, it infects it, it corrupts the entire lump of dough. Jesus basically warned the disciples, I don't want you to become infected by the religious teachers of this time. Do not be distracted by their religious connections. Don't be distracted by their ways or the community at large. Do not allow the influences of these fake teachers to infect or corrupt you. The disciples missed this lesson completely 
Because they thought Jesus was talking about natural and physical bread in the following verse. They indicate this. Verse 16, the disciples discussed, they argued, they reasoned with one another and said, did he say this because we have no bread, not enough for him or others? Verses 17 and 18, Jesus is well aware of their discussion. And he asked them, why are you talking about having no physical bread? Do you still not see or understand the lesson I'm attempting to teach you? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes but fail to see, ears but fail to hear? Jesus then concludes verse 18 with a key phrase that we need to make note of as we transition from the scriptures to the application of this lesson for our lives. Here's the phrase, and don't you remember. continually or actively mindful of all the miracles that I've done while I've been with you and you've never gone without. Don't you ever keep that in mind. Don't you retain that information and commit it to memory to encourage yourselves and others. Jesus concludes the text. He reiterates, don't you remember when I took the five loaves and I fed 5,000, how many baskets were left over? Don't you remember when I took the seven loaves and I fed 4,000, how many baskets were left over? He rebukes them as he concludes. Do you still not understand? Don't you remember the times that I provided, but here you all are going back and forth over one loaf of bread on the boat. That's a lesson that I know as a pastor that I always need a stern reminder of from the Lord because it's easy to begin to worry, to stress, to fret about the hows and the whys of this life that God promised he would provide for us if we would simply trust him and the word he has already given. Matthew 6 and 33, New Living Translation, reads as follows. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. 
Live righteously and he will give you everything you need. If we're truthful, we're very easily distracted and we allow so many obstacles, concerns, and cares of this world to shift our focus from the eternal things that God cares about to those temporary selfish things that we are concerned about. Yet, Jesus reminded the disciples to focus on the spiritual because the natural would always be taken care of. But, truth be told, the majority of us have it backwards. We focus on the material, self-indulgent things that are temporary at best. And symbolically, we tell God that eternal stuff that's your business, but you know what, Lord? I need the latest gadget. I need the cleanest whip car. Mama needs her hair, toes, and nails done. We get so off course thinking about the material things at the expense of eternal business. And this is all at the expense of Jesus reminding the disciples and us, don't you remember the time? I've carried and provided for you, and I have never been late or failed. Before we get to our song of the week, I want to ask a question before we make that segue and transition into the song of this week. What situation, what circumstance has caused us to doubt God and then to pull back on the eternal things that we often can't see? simply because we're distracted and we're focused on the temporary things that we want to see right here, right now. We want to see it. We want to touch it. We want to taste it. We want to smell it. Or we want to consume it for ourselves. Think about that as this song comes on because we're at the point of our show right now that we attempt to give you gospel and Christian music, many different genres. It could be rap, praise, and worship. It could be choral. It doesn't matter. Our promise to you is to always give you music from varying artists that you will understand after that song plays. You will always be able to point to Jesus the Christ, the Anointed One. And so, this week's Song of the Week comes from Mrs. Twala Ingram, and it is on the MDI Project, The Church Mixtape, Volume 1. The name of the song is, I Will Trust, and we bring it right here to you on the Words of Life show. Sometimes I give in to me and doubt my security. Thank you. 
are back, and we certainly hope that our song of the week, I Will Trust, ministered to you because that is a key component of remembering the times that God has shown up and showed out in our lives. We must trust that he knows exactly what he's doing and he is an on-time God. As we transition from the text, from the song, to the applicable points of our lives, when it comes to remembering the times, here is point number one. Point number one concerning remembering the times is this. Jesus knows about our needs. Jesus is well aware of our needs. Let's refer to our opening verses, verse 14 and verse 17 to be exact. The disciples had forgotten to bring bread except for one loaf they had with them in the boat. Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked them, why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still not see or understand? Are your hearts hardened? You know, forgetting something, lacking something, or even a perceived need that's unmet, those things can easily cause us to lose focus on the things that really matter. The perception of not having enough bread caused them to totally miss the most important lesson. That was a spiritual one that Jesus needed them to understand about ministry and as future ministers of the gospel after he would depart their presence. That was the most important thing. Do not get connected. Do not allow them to infect you like yeast infects bread. Jesus was using a tangible thing, bread to teach them a lesson, but because they were totally focused on something else, a need, a need that was unmet, maybe not enough bread, that caused them to miss what was really the lesson Jesus was trying to get across to them. Understand, Jesus knew about it was only one loaf of bread on the boat. To be omniscient is all-knowing. In other words, there is absolutely nothing that Jesus does not know or he is not aware of. Let's prove that with verse 17. The verse starts off, aware of their discussion. Jesus asks them, why are you talking about having no bread? Here's Matthew 6, 31 through 32, New Living Translations take on the same thing. Jesus says, don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. We must not become so diverted or distracted by day-to-day -day temporary concerns when God already knows what we need from day-to-day. -day. Jesus is well aware of our needs and we need to keep that in mind during those difficult times that God wants us to simply remember the times. Here's point number two. We need to learn to rebuke spiritual amnesia. Learn to rebuke spiritual amnesia. Amnesia is simply a loss of memory as a result of shock, injury, psychological disturbance, or medical 
disorder. Satan often assaults the battlefield of our minds with doubt, condemnation, guilt, uncertainty, and we must get into the habit of casting down and rebuking every thought that contradicts what we know God would be pleased with. It's very easy for us to be overcome by spiritual amnesia, forgetting what God has done and will still do for us. Because oftentimes we are shocked, we are traumatized, and we are psychologically disturbed when we get an unexpected bill, when there's an unexpected loss of income, or maybe even an acute sickness or unexpected death occurs in our lives and is uninvited. But to rebuke is to reprimand. It is to admonish. It is to scold. And just as Satan sends thoughts and imaginations to get us off course, we need to start rebuking him, literally and loudly, scolding him admonishing him and reprimanding him with the word of God or else we will find ourselves allowing doubt, worry, and a wavering spirit to control us and or our work for God. 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 lets us know King James Version. We are to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Jesus rebuked the disciples for worrying over natural needs and bread with eight questions found within our opening verses of verses 17 through verses 21. Here's number one, the first rebuke, and the first question proving that I already know what you need. Here's question number one Jesus asks. Why are you talking about having no bread? Question number two, do you still not see or understand? Question number three, are your hearts hardened? Question number four, do you have eyes but fail to see, and do you have ears but fail to ear? To hear. Question number five. Don't you remember? Question number six. When I broke the five loaves for 5,000, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? Question number seven. When I broke the seven loaves for 4,000, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? Question number eight. Jesus says to them, do you still not understand? With those eight questions, Jesus may as well have said to the disciples, after all you've seen me do, what do you mean you don't know? What do you mean you're unsure of? What do you mean maybe I didn't hear God correctly? What do you mean maybe I'm not supposed to be doing? So on and so forth with all of the excuses we can come up with. When doubts and questions arise in our spirit regarding God's faithfulness toward us, we need to get into the habit of rebuking and casting down Satan's thoughts while choosing to remember the times Jesus has done the impossible for us. We must learn to rebuke or cast down literally spiritual amnesia or the loss of memory with God's word 
and he expects us to remember the times he's come through before. Here's point number three, our final point when we talk about remembering the times. We need to remember that God will provide. Verses 19 through 21, Jesus asked the disciples, Don't you remember when I, Jesus, and the provision list of Jesus, it's innumerable. We don't possess the time to count how many times the disciples saw him in Scripture do things that are not even listed. But what we read today, he took five loaves, fed 5,000. Took seven loaves, fed 4,000. He turned water into wine, healed the sick, healed the blind. He saved the entire world for anybody that chooses to be saved. The list goes on and on, and I can imagine Jesus saying to us, during the times we have our doubts and pity parties, what do you mean you don't remember the times when I did or when I provided for you? We must be secure in the fact that God cares for us and he will provide. We just have to encourage ourselves until he comes through again. God wants us to remember the times that he's done and that he's able to do again. Ephesians 3 and 20. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more, exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. And so to conclude today's message, we need to ask ourselves, are we worrying about something that the Lord already knows we need and he can provide, we just need to release it to him? Are we allowing negative opinions, thoughts, or people to remain in our heads, in our lives, negating what we know about God acting in our lives, what he did before, what he can do again? And the last question, are we trying to meet needs that only God can meet. God for you tuning in for today's words of life remembering the times for we are encouraged and we are instructed to think back on the times that God did such and such when miraculous situations were thrown in our laps and we know no one but God did that thing for us maybe you're facing a situation maybe you're facing an impossibility that you just right now are really worried about. So let's pray God, let's pray God's words of life right now over your situation. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for even allowing those opportunities that we're forced to rely 
and to depend more on you because that's exactly what impossible or difficult situations have us to do if we would simply take the time to get in our word, to come to you in prayer, remembering the times you have delivered us before. Lord, we cast every care upon you, and it is in Jesus Christ's name that we have been given the authority to pray this prayer. We thank God together with you. Let us both say amen. Until next time, speak words of life over you and your current situation. God bless you. We thank you for listening to Words of Life with Pastor Mark D. Ingram. We request your prayerful consideration in partnering with us to support our sole purpose of spreading the good news of Jesus Christ with your monetary donation. You may visit our website at wolchristiancenter.org or contact us here at thewordfm.com.